Welcome to the second episode of OG Monkey Business Show. Uh, welcome, Johan. How are you doing today? Very good. Very good. It's been a gorgeous day. And you? Yeah. Dude, it's 24 degrees here in Los Angeles. It's been hot here. I went to bed with six degrees and, sh and shivering. Oh, and, yeah. that big of a swing. Look, look what I brought for you. Look what I brought for you. How much is that? Is that like half a liter? This is, for people that say that size doesn't matter, you know, <laughs> they, they, they never drink here. Huh? I don't know. I just, I just saw it. I was like, I, I need to get this for you. <laughs> this, this is actually for me. Oh, wow. But yeah, I'll take it. I like big marks. Well, I mean, I can steal it from my, but maybe I, <laughs> but yeah, dude, uh, I'll bring you one. Uh, super excited to be here. Uh, we published already episode one and I think we went really well. I think people were not really expecting it. So it came a little bit out of nowhere, but uh, I, I, the response is very good. You know, it's, I think that think about it like in 10 or 15 weeks from now, every Tuesday, people are going to wake up and think, Hey, this podcast is coming out, you know, and we're going to be part of their lives every Tuesday. So yeah, I'm very excited that, about that. That'd be awesome. I hope, hope we can keep it interesting. Hope we can keep some, uh, some good conversations going. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So today I wanted to start by start sharing with people about your farming, uh, because as a position five, you never really did a lot of farming in Dota. So you've been trying to do your farming outside of Dota. <laughs> How was, much would you like to share with us? Ah, it's been going really well. Like I've, I recently had a couple spinach smoothies from the spinach I grew. I grew it next to some bean sprouts. Um, one was called snow beans and the other one was called long beans, I think. And they're both doing really well. So gardening wise overall like no big troubles i probably overplanted a bit of onion in, the, in one of the beds like it's okay crazy amount and um there's some landscaping that came by to help today and the guy like asked if he if he wanted to uh, pluck some weeds out of the bin and i think he was talking about the onion because he said it was grass and i was like no 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 no. he was about to pluck my uh, pluck my food man so so yeah, yeah i have to be defensive around them now i, I learned that but uh, uh -huh. it's going uh -huh. it's going well it's got carrots going and a whole new bed of spinach which the spinach has been amazing. So we were comparing it today to store-bought spinach and then the spinach that, um, that I've been growing, the size of it, the size of the veins, the size of the leaves, like the strength and everything. And I would say flavor too. It's uh, 10 out of 10, fun experience. Lots of farming being done. Amazing. I have to tell you that from Kyle, you know, uh, keep it up with Kyle. He's been mm -hmm. clipping the moments that you make any reference that sounds any sexual. So okay. I am sure that he's going to clip this and send it to me. <laughs> when you're talking about how long the beans are. It's great. Oh, God. Thank you, Kyle. Oh, you're God. hearing. Uh -huh. Okay, but to what tell people and explain it. Okay, so <laughs> on on the house, uh, you decided, so we have like, you have a the very nice house, then we have the pool, and then you have the, the volleyball field. And in the middle, there's a big empty space. And you have decided that you were going to get into gardening. And just so you guys know, he continues to watch his videos online about how to make, like, how do you call this bed where you put like the, the, the wood on the bottom and then you put the worms and then you put all that. Like a, per, like a, I forget, perma, it's not permaculture. It's called, uh, what is it again? Something with H. It's, it's, but it's a type of like long, longevity uh, garden bin. And what's, what I think is kind of nice is mm -hmm. that you never have to bend down as well that it's, it's kind of more fun to be working upright, standing up. Uh, and then you also get to control what's in your bin and what your vegetables are going to be growing out of. Okay. And then in the bottom, if you put long time decomposing uh, matter or like material, that's the, that's the theory anyway, uh, this will keep uh, sustaining and also be very water, uh, water draining um, or so you can overwater the bin and it'll fall through. And then in the middle, and as you go up, you can put less and less like uh, more and more digested type of type of dirt. And then at the very top, you want to have prime dirt for the vegetables that, that you're going to grow. But then over time, the rest of the bin will climatize. And then you're going to have like a nice, very healthy dirt soil for, for your plants to grow. You just need to top it off now and again. So I'm going to yeah. translate to people. What it means is that he made a very big bin and he puts stuff on the bottom and then he puts <laughs> worms on the top and then he puts sand on the top and then he plants beans on top. Yep. And he has some wood beans around, no, warm beans around warm the house. Yeah. So where he, he puts like anything that decomposes that the worms eat and they make it into like, how do you call it? Like a compound, you know, an organic compound. Worm poop. That you can yeah, use for the plants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worm poop. Okay. That's the, the technical, 
a technical word, warm poop. So now he has a bunch of beans and a bunch of these things around the house where he's planting things. So in the morning, this is my, my morning for you guys to enjoy. I come out and I just sit with my laptop and I just watch him do this for a couple of hours. It's fantastic. It feels like, like get off my lawn, you know, kind of a metaphor, you know, but it's just your just 28, which is very funny. Yeah, no, but it's, yep. it's been a lot of fun. It is very, I don't know. It's very nice to grow something. It, you kind of, it's mm -hmm. like making food too. It's kind of the effort reward deal. And it feels, it feels nice to grow something. And, uh, and you sort of start appreciating like the whole process, which is also back to food. It's like, you're going to, you're going to eat this. You're going to put in your food. Um, makes it taste better. Makes it all, I don't know, healthy practice, healthy hobby. I feel like it's been good for me. Um, and the weather here is awesome for it. Like almost all year, you're able to grow, grow something. Basically, all year you're able to grow something. Um, yeah, nah, it's fun. This has been a passion of yours for a very long time. This is not something I wanted new. to do for so long. Been... Yeah, exactly. And you also want to do like the sustainable living, and and start working with companies that invest and develop other kind of like uh, from materials, from anything that will lead the world into more sustainability and. And green culture yeah i mean at the, at the very least i just want to try seeing how how it would feel and how it would be to be less like more hermit and less um less imposing i don't know if the world is going to demand this of, of people also in the future mm -hmm. laying a big bomb on our next generation right uh, how the topic can can get pretty sour pretty quick but yeah there's a lot of science i guess from from the planet that um with the uh, with times changing and more people coming and everything, maybe it's up to people to, everybody has to at least put an effort unless we want the system to radically change potentially and stand a chance, I guess, or for the next generation to stand a chance. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I think it's, regardless, it's, it's fun, it's healthy, it's good. I think it makes me feel more complete human-wise, like to be, to know where food comes from, and like being part of that process, because I never really did it, you know, I never really did it growing up. Like, sure, grew a little bit of greens in the kitchen, kitchen window, but yeah, I had cactuses die on me and whatever. <laughs> that's a, that's a it's really park, hard you know? to kill a cactus, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that we, I remember when you first shared with me the, the dream of the sunflower house, it was this, because I know a lot of the esports companies, they end up going to these ultra modern facilities, you know, where everything is like LEDs and metal and glass. And for you, the dream was completely different. You wanted this, this kind of like experience where there are dogs, there are nature, you, you touch the food that you're going to eat. You can play on the grass, you can like swim on the pool. And you also want to have at one point, either chickens, we've talked about bees, we talked about other things that you could have in that, in a way compound, you know? So I think that the fascinating part was when you spend so much time inside a video game, you start losing the association that you have maybe with real things, you know, and with nature Yeah. and yeah, having yeah, the yeah. dichotomy, I thought it was really fascinating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, uh, but mom and dad, they were, they were definitely right in some sense saying there's more to life than video games. Not that they, not that I remember them saying it, but you know, like <laughs> the saying of, of like, yeah, there is more to life. Um, and I think. Video games taught me so much about life and stuff and, and whatever, uh, but it is definitely a different world of competition. Here, here you can definitely walk away with two winners. Um, even though I eat the spinach, I still feel like the, the part of like all the life that grew and how you can keep growing like stuff and, and it actually gets bigger and you, you take things from the ground and from the air and, and you do feel like you're creating something. Um, very different from yeah the rest of my life, very different. <laughs> So when you moved to Lisbon, uh, again, let's explain to people. So you first moved to Lisbon to an apartment and then I moved in with you mm -hmm. and then you found the house, but the house yeah. is going to take a little bit of time to finish. So we were living in the apartment. That's where we did the first boot camp, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the pink room. I love that yeah. apartment. That apartment yeah. was yeah. awesome. It was awesome. Was good. Uh, yeah. And then we good moved location. into the house and now I'm going to be able to throw you under the bus. So Johan, this is his first house and his first home that he ever bought and it was not ready for him to move in. But the day that they gave him the keys, he's like, I'm moving there. I'm, I'm sleeping moving. tonight there. Yeah. You didn't have a bathroom. You didn't have water. You didn't have half of the things that you needed. 
Or, or maybe I'm just remembering this, you know, in a way I romanticized the story. I mean, it was cold nights. We I had a bathroom, but uh, I had to have an electric heater next to the bed and sometimes two because we moved in mm -hmm. during, uh, right after my birthday, I think it was, like October or no, November. Um, I think it was early yep. November. And, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, back to also what you were saying, like Sunflower House and 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 how I wanted to, of course, move in right away and start getting it ready. It's been a been a long time, like the dream of having a place to swim and a place for this and that, and and also then being able to create a bootcamp facility that gives the experience that I cherish, uh, and I think so, like some people maybe cherish it more than others. Like sure, I also don't mind like the pure bootcamp facility, raw squares, and, and you get into a room and the lighting is fixed in the ceiling and, and so on and so on. But, but I do think if you can create like the cottage vibe, like I have good memories going to cottages with school and, and like kind of getting like the campy vibes type deal that you were, mm -hmm. uh, makes it feel more like an adventure as well. Um, and this is kind of what I want to also create. And I think a few things will that will always help is just a bit of sun and a bit of grass. Like you're already in a like, good start. And then I think the architecture of, of the house, like having a house over um, over a big building is also a big, big plus for getting that, for creating that uh, feeling environment, whatever. Yeah. I always walk away from that. Like nice, I mean, nice adventure, you know, home cooking, like yeah. in, a, in a home kitchen and like home chairs. I don't know. There's something to it. It's always been very nice. And the moment that there's a little bit of sun, we just... The moment that the game finished, we're all outside, you know? And before the games, we're all outside. And the truth is that we actually do a lot of sports that otherwise we wouldn't do, you know? If we were just in another facility. Even though maybe we shouldn't because we're awful at it. And every single time we play football, somebody gets injured. Yeah, it has happened you. to me twice. You know? I'm surprised it didn't happen more. I'm surprised it didn't happen more. Not to you, yeah. but like... So I, I have an injured. <laughs> I have an injured in my, in, my, in my leg, in my right leg. I t broke my ankle and I think, you know, I'm 36. I'm like, yeah, I can play football. Three minutes in, I'm like rolling, like Cristiano Ronaldo, rolling yeah. around the ground. That's how long my football career lasted. Yep. I have a busted ankle too now. Dude, I'm surprised. Sepp still surprises me. Yeah, yeah, he's good, huh? Yeah. I mean, I've, it's just the thing about Sepp is, I think because of the glasses and how nerdy I see him, I always think like, wow, this is a nerd. But the guy can dance, and the guy can play Doing football, and the guy can uh, actually play sports. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. about him. How did you bust your ankle? So it was, uh, I think it's called wakeboarding, the one where you get dra dragged along the line. Um, you only have okay. to board on water. And yeah, you just have to let go when, when, when you start getting pulled. If you do what I did, like, and Ooh, don't let go, remember. you yank your foot out of, the, out of the, the bootstrap that you strapped, which is kind of like snowboard straps or, or whatever. And I yanked it out. I, I kind of messed up both, but only one, like, the left foot didn't take that much uh, much of a beating. But my right foot, yeah, I I'm remember. still dealing with it. It's been like six this. months and I'm 28. And I guess you can say also, feeling like, yeah, when I was younger, I could have walked it off in a couple of weeks and then... Yes, now welcome. To... Welcome to being an adult now. So, this is one of the things. I, I'm going to say, fucking Walter. Walter, if you're there, I'm on to you, buddy. <laughs> so, right before the bootcamp, I think it was for TI, I suddenly hear, like, we have a great idea of doing things. Because when I was there, we went paddleboarding. And the paddleboarding mm. was like, okay, you guys don't carry the paddleboard. You just have to go in there and try not to get hurt. And then cut to, I see videos with you with helmets, with this. So pretty much it's like a jet ski and you're behind it, but it's not a jet ski. It's like a cable around it, you know? So that's pretty much what they do. And I was like, why would you do this, Walter? Right before TI, who are you trying to kill? But yeah, I guess this is what you guys needed. Some, I don't know, burning. I mean, it was fun. It was fun. I remember when we had Anna, we went paddleboarding together, and but we haven't announced him yet. So we were trying to hide him in all the photos and that was pretty funny. That day, dude, Seb pushed Tituan into the water and Tituan was yeah. so mad with me, thinking I, it was I mean, me so and he chased yeah. me all around. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna throw you to the water. You blah, 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 blah. I was like, dude, Tituan, it wasn't me. He was like, I know it's you. I was like, okay, sure. Now I have to thank it for Seb. <laughs> and he, he got away with it for so long, I remember. I don't think Tituan ever forgave him. That's fun. I, I think it's just fun. very funny the, the relationship between you, Seb, and Tituan. I miss Tituan. We should bring him to the podcast one day. 
yeah, it's a fun yeah, dude. for sure, for sure. It's amazing to have like the two French guys, and then they just uh, oh, good dude, times. We have five French guys right now in Valorant, and the coach is French as well. You should see them yeah. just talking shit to each other the whole time. I have no idea what they're saying, but I know what some of the words mean, and I know what they're talking about or what they're telling each other. <laughs> so I've, I've yeah. learned enough courses with, with Seb, you know, to know what they mean. The language in esports, it's, it's funny. So if you think about any of the activities that you've ever done uh, with OG or with any esports team doing the bootcamp and all that, which one is, I think, is the, the best story you have for us? Mm. The Duranos in Malaysia, or that was fun. It was fun, but I would say that no, the like the durian, the durian is called. It, so our old manager Oliver, he threw it out, I think, or somebody from the who set it up threw it out right outside our bootcamp room, like in the bin. And then at the night, it had you know it's really hot, really humid. It had just been fermenting in there, and you you could start smelling it at the entrance every time you walked in and out, and it was like. It was pungent. It was like really bad. You, you just feel really bad every time you walk by. And then, yeah, we complained and we had it removed. And yet the, the, the smell would stay there. The smell stayed for like two, three days, I think. So that durian experience was not, not my top three, like because of that. But it was fun otherwise. <laughs> I would say, I would say the hike actually that we had in um, Austria with uh, Jesse, Anna, um, <clears throat> yeah yeah like that like i would say because it was an actual physically demanding uh day like relative right but but for 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 most of us i would even say like for tal and for me like we could we definitely got winded uh or could get winded um doing that but anna he had a he had a really hard time that day he had the wrong shoes i don't think he ate breakfast and like uh-huh yeah and he still persevered, you know, he still pushed through and like, he almost gave up. Um, like we were hiking up a hill, but at the end he, yeah, he got to the top and then we had baited him saying that there was a car up there that was going to drive us down. <laughs> there was no car. <laughs> there was never a car. You guys are um, so evil. <laughs> and we had to do some more stuff up there. And I'm glad. I'm glad yeah, that you guys. Yeah, but I would got say it was good because one to one. Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like one of those things. One of those days where I think people like yeah, say Anna as an individual also pushed himself, um, which is always really good to see. And I think those days can be used always for stuff like this too, like push yourself a little bit. Dude, I don't know how you did it because when we went on Lisbon for a walk, the walk was like forty minutes through the city, and by the time we came back and we did the debriefing. For me, yeah. the best thing of today was the walk. And for Saskia yeah. and Mizguan was the worst thing of the... Everybody was like, this is the worst thing that happened Everyone to me else. ever, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was too long. Think about the level of, of threshold, you know? It was like, this is the worst thing that happened to me all week. That I went for a 45-minute walk in the city. Oh, so it's also stressful walking in Lisbon, like, or in any big city in general, unless you put your mind to it, you know? Um... So I think that... Uh, I'll tell you, uh, I think that the craziest thing that I've done on a, on a team building like this, I mean, let me figure out. When I was in EG, we had all these, these challenges that we did, you know, and it was so funny having to drag Dota players down. No one ever wanted to do anything. And yeah, yeah it's never really felt that Dota players wanted to do content. It's been the, the big thing. And when example, when I see like the people complaining why there are no more orgs signing Dota and all that, it's just. It's a very unique game, you know, and there's so much price pool, you know, we go back to the same thing that why would you do content? The amount of money or the amount of things that you can do by doing content does not match at all, you know, the what you can do with doing other things. True, but I would say like most other players don't don't disagree with getting a salary um, or from it. Like, I, I think I think other players would actually much rather much rather accept the level of content as long as there's transparency mm -hmm. with it, you know, and that's where at the end of the day, the money, most of the money comes from in, in like from Dota, like to the orgs is sponsorships. And if you have, um, if you have a team that you're just transparent with them, you kind of let them in on, on the whole, just that, you know, we, we, we all want to do this because we're all making money, money from this. There's, there's not going to be that much of a problem, but then I think there's been a lot of pushback over the years because of communication and, and, and 
not enough transparency and blah blah blah. But uh, yeah, it's it's also there's there's also ways where content can be done nice. Where probably Dota players also not fitting the category of people who care the most about their brand and about their brand like being something to care them in the future. Like very few Dota players, I think. Uh, spend any time and give give many cares most of them are just focused on ti and focused on performing and it pushes pushes everything else aside like pushes everything in that direction i should say do you feel then that because we have done a lot of content in og in og i would say that we are actually yeah. one of those teams that we do a lot of things and i do think also that when we did correct the bmw episodes that we did were were very good and it's funny how I actually have to call Seb and said, hey, I, I need you to help me with this, you know? I promise that it's going to be worth it. And I called Sumail and I said, I know that you've been very never willing to not to do this kind of content, but please do it for me, you know? And I think that the best thing that came out of those episodes, besides working with BMW and telling the story, is that I remember Sumail messaging me and saying, hey, thank you for pushing me on this one, you know? It's pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. And he said, I really love the ending, you know? Like, so it's not about the money. He's like, of course not, you know? Competing is fun, dude. That was great. Competing episode. is fun. Content can be fun. Like we have, we I think I've always had so much fun on media days, and as it always mm -hmm. starts the same, where it's like the day can be dragging uh, for us at a land event, like media days before we play, blah blah blah. It can feel like a chore uh, easily, but instead, well, if you start the day right and and you go into that media day the right way, it's shits and giggles. Like everybody is having a blast right away. You start making fun of each other. Everybody looking at the camera shot, like like choking and poking, and then then the rest of the day it can feel like a lot of fun, and you walk away already with a good start to the day, right? I think a lot of teams could already falter there, where they just yeah, you know, small stuff, small stuff. So I would say that when I was with Liquid guys, I did a TI nine with Alliance, and mm -hmm. with the guys that end up going to Liquid, Insania, and all that, I really had a great time with them. Uh, it was they were a great group of guys but it's mm. always been this 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 i would say this very thin equilibrium you know because you gotta perform at the end of the day on server you know so yes of course i think that the great mood and great vibe is fun you know and i think that they were having so much fun together being there and you know that was the famous gyrocopter peak that i was there when it happened and then your whole thing just turns around but i would agree with you that you gotta try to figure out the best, like the song, you know, best side of life. Like if you're gonna go to a media day and you have to do it, you can try to make something out of it or just be miserable doing it. Yeah. So how is for you the media days? Tell me like, cause you've been through so many of them. How many times you answer the same questions, you know, explain why you have nickname, no tell. Like <laughs> what is the question that you think they've asked you the most? Might have something to do with like talent scouting or I've also been asked a lot about um, my nickname. Yeah, I would say probably like some question about talent scouting. How did you find this player or uh, changing your nickname? Why? Um, yeah, that, that's like the two questions that pop up in mind. But yeah, media days, it's, again, it's, it's, it's what you make it out to be. I would say there are some that are also easier to, to go through than others. Uh, there's a few rules i guess as well that, that you you have to give a lot of credit because they just also bring the energy like the last two three ti's it's been that for sure where the media the, <clears throat> the media day guys they are they're so lit like in the morning they're so fired up they're so pumped up that you cannot walk away without having a smile on your face it's uh yeah that's really awesome that makes it more than easy right they just make your day good um and then there are others where you just have to do it for yourself you know if there's a language barrier or whatever then your team still has to just make the the most of it um and then it's all about the guys. And, and I would say all my, almost all my media days has been good fun. Remember the, the photographer from TI? Dude, he was amping yeah, yeah, up yeah. everybody that was yeah, there. Exactly. Like, yeah. oh my God, you're amazing. You look fantastic. You know, give me more, give me more. And you're like, yeah, I'm killing this, you know? I think it was a positive nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I want to get into a spicy topic right now. So this podcast will come out tuesday next week mm -hmm. we're playing alliance yeah so this will come out on tuesday 18th we're playing alliance this week 
if we beat Alliance, Alliance is relegated. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Do you think they're going to go to Division 2 and try to fight from there? Do you think that they're going to try to buy another slot of one of the teams that is going to be going to Tier 1 and then just sponsor that team? Is that a play? I don't even know if that's a play. I guess it might be a play. But uh, shoot, wow. I mean, the play could be like drop your whole talent, you know? You drop your whole and then you pick up uh, Tickles. Think about it. Has it been announced you with their new, uh, new supporters? Uh, I have no idea. So from what right. we know right now, we think that at, at today that we're filming this, there is going to be at least one roster change. Right now, yeah, yeah, to yeah. even before yeah, the, yeah. the league finishes. I think it's Hatsken, right? It's not going to be playing. Either he's not going to be captain or he's not going to be playing at all. Yeah. I have no idea. I mean, people oh, will wow. know because this comes out after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. It's going to be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, just have to ban Witch Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess people will know then because... Yeah, I never thought that Witch Doctor should be the bannable hero. But he's a Witch Doctor spammer. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, dude, Liquid we'll see. lost to Enigma. Yeah. So now this whole thing is getting quite interesting at spicy, the end. Spicy, spicy. Mm-hmm. We get spicy. Yeah. How do you think it's going to end up? What is your, your uh, predictions? Because this probably will come out after. I think my spinach will be about like 10 centimeters long. Yeah. No, dude, you I don't care, man. I don't care. I don't care about the. <laughs> You're done. I'm, You're I'm, done. Just, I'm just taking one, one game at a time and I. Also for me, like and, and for the guys, I, I think it's I'm just gonna look long sided. So if you know mm-hmm. there's a long road to the major still, and if you make it to the major, you get the land practice. It's it's worth fighting for. Um, and that's that's gonna be great. But yeah, it's not good for my heart. It's not good good for my mental thing to try and predict the the end result of all this. Like I'm just I'm just taking each thing with a smile. You know, if Alliance get relegated, lol, like we'll we'll take it one one game at a time. One series at a time. So then I have a, a more complicated thought. Okay. Do you think there's going to be a major? Oh, if it's going to be like an offline event at all? Yep. How would they do it so. then? There's not, what would they do? Because it's cross regions. I don't think so. I don't know. We haven't heard anything from anybody from Valve and we're one month away. People have to start filing for paperwork. Uh, yeah, I was asking. Yeah, I was asking today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Snoop Dogg concert also got moved in Copenhagen. Shoot. Really? Yeah. So Corona is beating everybody. Beating me to the ground. The Super Bowl this year is supposed to be in LA. We'll see if that actually happens. Yeah, your new world record, right? For COVID in the US as well? 1.3 million. I mean, you know, USA, USA. (laughs) There's like some... You know, we have to be number one. Number one. Number one. Okay, I want to publicly say this to shame Johan. So I have a Spanish and I'm American. And every morning I wake up to Johan link, series of links with anything that is making fun of Americans. It's, so <laughs> it's like our inside joke. It is so it's easy. just like, oh, like, look, a new one. Oh, look. It's French, so, French people for their, for their accent and, and for uh-huh. their English. And then it's like Americans for all this stuff that just gets recorded. Uh, like Americans being crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, look, a fight at Applebee's, you know? A lady fights the counter lady register because they have no... Take them know, off. McNuggets. Take them off. And it's like all the empty <laughs> mask and, and all the... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if there's going to be a major dude. I, it's a good question. Now that you're putting it in like those terms, like a month, it's not a long time to, to take care of all the logistics and... Especially with COVID and like hosting an event, I, I guess you'd, you'd, you'd want months. But the Chinese team should know about it. Yeah. Teams like us, you know, that have a Jordanian 16 year old need to know about it. Yeah. And we haven't heard anything. We don't know where at all. Like there is a specific things that needs to be already taken care of. And we haven't heard anything from anybody. Maybe we should invite uh, someone from Valve to this podcast next week. What do we got after? Uh, you want to try? I'll, you want to try? I'll shoot a message. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure, I hope you get more response than I get from Bob. I'll ask on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell more, more stories. I found out that there was no audience on TI 
at 2 a.m. in the morning when we were leaving to TI in the morning at 6. And I got on a plane and I spent two weeks and a half by myself in a hotel because I couldn't be where you guys were. We didn't. There was people that found out that there was no audience when they were already there and when they were flying there. And there was only eight people or seven, eight people that were allowed to be with the team. So I flew there without being able to be with the team. Titoine was there also and went up, ended up going to France. Yeah, he flew with us to uh, our connection. He flew straight to France from there after we found out. Yeah. And we had like two or 3,000 pieces of merch already in transit to Romania that we have to wait until Romania, pack it again and send it back to the warehouse. Because we had this incredible activation that we wanted to do during TI. But the funny thing about it is that we literally found that night, we found like everybody else. We don't really yeah. have any kind of like inside connection. And there were people who had traveled all the way from Brazil. Yep. And, oh my God. And I have a story that I don't know if we should tell, but I'm going to go ahead and tell it. So Mike was with us. So let's talk about the, the, the Mike and, and Seb story. Okay. So Seb suddenly messaged me uh, and tells me that he's going to have surgery with the eye and that he's flying to Paris. And obviously you, me and him were all devastated and all crying over the phone. It was a big blow. But Seb was like, just, just let me go there, you know, like stay optimistic, stay optimistic. So we started looking for a replacement. Uh, we called Mike, we talked to Liquid and we we're like, Mike, you gotta get on a plane tonight. And he was like, I need to go in the morning. I said, okay, gotta get on a plane to, in the morning, you know? So he was there and we honestly thought that he was going to be playing. I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I thought that I think everybody was going to be playing. I would have put my money on it. I, like yep. Seb had had one eye surgery before and the recovery rate, uh, time was a lot longer uh, than what it was now the second time mm -hmm. around. Whether or not it was a good, the right amount of food and tea and, and, and stuff after the surgery or the surgery was also done better. Like whatever it was, he recovered a lot quicker, but I think everybody was... Their minds were set on what was happening with Mika, right? Like the chances were really, like in, in my mind, I, I, I would say re realistic also meant that the chance was low for Seb, but yeah, God bless. Like uh, he recovered in time. Seb didn't say that he was coming until the morning that we were actually leaving, I think, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So we were all waking up, we were all going to the airport. So I, I flew by myself there and Mika was coming and Seb said, I, I'm, I'm going, I'll be there yeah. tomorrow. We were like, yeah. what? So we sat down, we talked to Mike. Mike obviously was a super gentleman. You know, he said, whatever you guys need, obviously I understand that this is Seb's dream, but now the tricky part happens. So we had two flight tickets for Mike oh, no. because we had one to Romania oh, no. and then we have one for him to go back home. But by the time he went to the airport, he checked in on the wrong one. I want to take responsibility. We checked him in on the wrong one. And then he actually went to Bucharest instead yeah. of going home. So Mike went to Bucharest, slept in the hotel next to the airport and then flew back. We had a connection flight too, right? Yeah. Yeah. He went all the way with you, with you guys, because I arrived to Bucharest. Yeah, remember? We to go, he went all the way because. Yeah, yeah. So I arrived to Bucharest uh, one hour before you guys. And I just sat on the airport waiting for you. And then I was like, what is Mike doing here? And you were like, well, wait, we have a story for you. He got the wrong flight. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, well, I've done silly things too. I'll tell you a story about my time in LA once. Okay. Where it was, I was only like 21 or 22. Uh -huh. and it was like LAX airport. I'm supposed to take a flight to Copenhagen. And I get there, I think it was beyond the summit or, or something else. Checkout time was early and I was like, all right, I'll just go to the airport early, get some food, do some shopping. All right. I, I get there eight, eight hours, I think, early or nine. So I, it's, it was a very big airport. I think I hadn't been there many times, like maybe twice or whatever. And I just asked someone where, where should I go for my flight? And I get directed somewhere and I, I get lost again. I ask another person where should I go for my flight? Like. I, they're all pointing me in the same direction and I get there and it's this little terminal. It didn't really feel right. It, and now of course it makes more work, like international terminals, especially in big airports are way bigger. I would have now made sense of that back then. I was too dumb to make sense of that. So I waited there for eight I hours and missed what? my flight. 
I like realized 30 minutes before departure, like 20 minutes before departure, but I was so far away and I was like running through the whole airport. The the guy at the, the counter like threw his hands up when I got there, like because he'd been calling him my name, I'm sure. Um and apparently it wasn't the first time it happened. They have been guiding people to the wrong place, like on this flight, SAS to Copenhagen, uh, for some reason to that part of the airport, like to that little terminal. Yeah. And it, yeah, it wasn't the first time it happened. So I got I got like rebooked and blah blah blah. When was this? Do you remember the year? And I think I was no older than twenty two, I wanna say. So the thing is like on, on the Tron Bradley, uh, on the term international terminal, all the flights that are going, they're like in a satellite terminal. So you actually have to go on a train and get to the other place. So it's actually mm -hmm. 20 minutes from one place yeah. to the other one. Yeah, so yeah, you don't start yeah. making your way there. You're not making the flight. Yeah. So when you get to the other place, there's actually no restaurants there. So everybody's on the restaurants on this side, you know? So I can imagine how everybody has gone through the same point that you. That time is waiting eight hours for a flight and then missing it. Oh boy, that hurt. Uh, that made me feel really stupid for a while. Talking about travel adventures, uh, this year, uh, the airlines have broke four of my luggages. The last one that I got after I went from Lisbon, they literally had to tape the luggage because I guess they exploded. They threw it and they exploded. So I found my luggage just cello tape with all the clothes hanging out from the outside. Four luggages they, they broke this year. Dude, when I was in Copenhagen, your dad had to take me to a luggage store to help me get a luggage because they broke mine. Wow. So everywhere I go, okay. it's been an ongoing theme. Yep. You have like a fucked uh, airport airport staff sticker on there or something? Like, I don't well, know. what are you doing? No, no. <laughs> so, okay, another funny story about what I was saying is like, I actually have gone to Copenhagen without you, but with your dad there. And I spend the week with your dad. <laughs> At this point, it's our dad. Just so you our know. Our dad. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the adopted dark sheep of a family. All you guys are blonde and I am not blonde. Second one. During TI9, I have a story for you. TI9 in uh, Shanghai. Uh, I drove one night to meet a friend. Well, I drove, I took an Uber to meet a friend. And on my way back, the Uber driver suddenly starts slowing down in the middle of a freeway. And they I, told me the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah this, is, yeah. this is just crazy. And then I look to the rear wheel mirror and I see the guy. <laughs> and I was like, hey, hey, in total English, you know, like an American. Hey, what uh, is going on? And he's like, sorry, sorry, drinking. And I was like, what? So I, I stopped the car. Well, he stopped the car. I went to the, the passenger seat. I said, get out of the car. He sat down on the co-pilot seat, slept, and then I drove myself home. Yeah. During TI9. I drove myself to the hotel. That's how you do it. Yeah. That, I mean, speaking of like closest, closest to death, I probably was also in a taxi uh -huh. in, in China. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was road raging. I think I was in the cab with Anna. It was me, Anna, and maybe, maybe yes, I'm not sure. And the dude, he has beef with the guy next to us. And it's, you know, these Chinese cabs where they're like protected with plastic and whatever. And they, they get into it over something. I don't know, somebody cut one off and then they get out to the red light and they're like, they're just yelling, yelling, yelling. And then they keep trying to like, uh, break check the other one and they keep overtaking oh. and doing it, doing it to each other. Uh -huh. We're like telling the guy like, stop, let's get out. Like whatever. Uh, I even think we're cursing at him in Chinese, like just because we're, we think, we think, okay, this could be it. But yeah, then one dude takes the left, and I think he, the other guy, took the left and, and left the left the battle. But um, probably closest I have been to actual death, but I don't know. Well, I would say if you're gonna tell a story of death, near near death experience, you have to talk about epicenter. <laughs> that was the real near death yeah, experience. That too. That too. I think we talked about it several times, right? We talked about it in the other podcast. But pretty much during the epicenter, you got really, really sick, end up in a Russian hospital, and Tituan beat Secret. Yeah, Tituan beat Secret. Be there, yeah, 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 and DG. Uh, just Tituan by himself, okay? Uh, he, the Jakiro just beat everybody. Talk shock and shock. Uh, I, I still never forget the, the pose, like, oof, Tituan pose. <laughs> what is the Tituan pose? I haven't seen this one. What is it? He gets off the he chair, I think, after, after Secret, and he's like, he did nothing, and I think he's, he's calling it on TeamSpeak. I think that's how, what he said. He just go, gets off the chair, like, I, I carried you, I did nothing, I and he's still on. 
uh, I killed it. Did you, did you end up making it to the finals or anything? Or you were just the whole time in the hospital? No, I, I went to the party though. Like the last day I really bounced back fast. Okay. Like uh, it was, I got back early the day before the last day, I think. Um, mm -hmm. Couldn't eat much. And then yeah, I ate like an, an ice cube to begin with, had a little bit of a little bit to eat and then by by evening i was eating like a full meal and then the next day i had like double dinner okay. just started devouring everything i felt felt like 100 out of 10. i have a lot i think about the stories from china i have a lot of stories from Nantia. yeah i don't know how many of them we should talk about but i'm gonna go for another one so uh the hotel uh that we were in they have on the left side uh they have like the bus the bus stop okay so where mm -hmm. that's where the buses will drive us. And the moment that you get out of the bus, there were always ladies of the night, let's just say. And we will be going with our families uh, from the bus to oh, the very wow. nice hotel. Oh, no. And there were ladies of the night saying, hi, pretty, hi, how are you? And there was an ATM right at the door. That was the ATM outside. You really couldn't go to that ATM without being stuck by them. And the fans found out how to get into the hotel because in order to go from one building to another building, you have to go to level two and level two will cross to the parking lot where we will go to the bus. So they found out how to get into the hotel and that's where they will wait for us. So we will have to go all around to avoid them. But dude, that there were so many crazy stories about that. It was the, actually the first TI where players cannot really go with the general population. Like if this is a prison, you know, you couldn't go to general admission. But it was, it was wild. I remember that I mean, yeah. it was wild like I I was having breakfast one morning and I, I walk in and yes it's already finished his I think and I just see two girls with mm -hmm. a, with a phone up like recording him a meter and a half away from him and it was so weird <laughs> well, he it's, was like, eating. it's like a horror movie scene you know it's like this creepy yeah yeah, yeah. and I just walk up to yesterday <laughs> like yo dude you, you you know these like you, you know these girls and he looks up like he had no idea what was going on I think he was checking his phone no no he had no idea it was so the thing is that the hotel, it's an incredible hotel. It's one of the best hotels in Shanghai, but it's so big that TI couldn't really book the whole hotels because there are two towers. Yeah. So they only book, I think it was like from level five to 10 in one of the buildings. And then the other one was the talent and casters and it was the other part. So there was, there's no more people, but think about it. People that came to TI were staying in the same hotel that we were staying. So we will see each other on the corridor and we will see each other on the restaurant oh, on the restaurants on the on the restaurants. So yeah, you will be eating and then they will be looking at you on the phone like that. I was like, okay, this is weird. It was, it was really funny. Remember, dude, there was like this Lebanese kebab place. It was amazing. I ate that every day during the whole duration of the app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had they had like the four corner, five corners of the world type type buffet where it was very authentic and fresh made and then like you could have all these different sorts and yeah the Lebanese station oh my god the tabbouleh was so good so refreshing oof now I want tabbouleh I remember I saw you on day one and I was like dude Johan I haven't seen you in a year what's up buddy and you were like fresh as a cucumber you said nah here you know here again when I'm winning again and I was like thinking what a fucking what a dork you know I thought about it, what a dork like yeah sure <laughs> You fluke once and you're going to fluke it again. And you were like, no, 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 this is happening. I'm like, okay. So when we went there, like it had been a really rough bootcamp and whatever, but we felt really refreshed getting in and we had really good talks and, and yeah, like the bootcamp and all the timings that happened made everything so super rough, but it also made us come together and be there for each other and really like made us a team. Um, and I don't think we felt any fear or any anything bad once we went in, even though we had two days of scrims versus Navi where that also just went to complete shit. It's kind of hard to like be real about, you know, that you're going to own this stuff, but you, we really, I think everybody felt it. At least I felt it, that there was no problem, that we had more than the full potential to, to mess them all up. Like everybody knew the game, everybody knew, everybody knew everything that they had to know. Uh, for whatever reason, wasn't clicking in those games, but still there was no worry at the end, um, which was really crazy, crazy for that TI. But then I met Gabe Newell in the elevator and he also asked like, so you're going to do it again? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had to say yes, of course. <laughs> but yeah, that was all he said. That was, that was I think my second interaction with Gabe Newell ever and that was it. And then that's the day, the, the week that I pee next to your dad. 
and then this is also the week after you won. I think that this is one of the things that I, I wish Spirit had, you know, because going to the after party as the winner, it, it is a great memory, I am sure. So the after party that we had had like an outside area where all the teams are finding. When we say finding, it's like they're all trying to figure out who they're going to play with next year. Yeah, you see all and the potential like teammates this... like talking to each other. Correct. Yeah. So you see Boba talking to someone and Sumel was talking to someone else, yada, yada, yada. And then we have another dance floor and karaoke where it's just mostly talent and people like me or that I don't care about having teams because we're not there. So we were like mostly dancing. And I think I met also BSJ girlfriend was there. She was very nice and I was with him, with Brian. And I don't know if it was Mantu's Matumba man's girlfriend that he was taking to me. I don't remember if it was that tournament or another one, because obviously Matumba man's girlfriend was the one that did the makeup. Remember that Matumba man did like a female streaming for a few yeah, days yeah, where he was yeah, wearing yeah. like Matumba woman. Matumba woman. <laughs> so she was there. And then the other part is like you had a private room, a circular room. I remember with windows on one side and mirrors on the other one. And that's where you guys were there and you guys were being rushed by everybody i remember i just came there gave you a hug and just i told you like dude we'll meet another day you know right now is your night and enjoy it and you were like out of you were like in a bubble you were like gone yeah for sure like i was falling asleep like as much as i would have loved both ti after parties to be amazing like tia i guess there's a little buzz from the from the alcohol and from the drinks that we had that, that kept it going for a little bit longer but I think I was in bed before midnight, both both of them, or around midnight, like latest. I couldn't stay up. I was falling asleep to the late dinner we had, TI9. Um, I, yeah, my head was just nodding off, and, and I went to the party. I stayed for 20 minutes. Even though I would have loved to stay all night, I just, I was collapsing. My whole body was shutting down, so I just slept. And every time it's the same story. Like, I wake up that next morning, I have some food, I go to bed. Like, I will just stay in bed the whole day. I'll stay in bed the next day. I just get up to move around a bit and I am just exhausted, completely dead. And it feels, yeah, it feels good. It still feels satisfying, you know, but definitely need some time to um, fresh because I, I think the adrenaline, I think the body just pushes through, takes care of whatever it needs to take care of. So you just keep going. And at the end of it, it just like gives up. Like it, it takes everything that has been using and yeah. So. Not the best after parties, but still fun. Of course. How do I feel? Yeah, it feels amazing. Of course, it's a euphoria. You know, it's a lot of like a very incredible sustained euphoria where you accomplish what you wanted to accomplish and you have every reason to feel good. But it's it's funny in a way because this is all things you are just telling yourself. Like it's mo for me at least, it's mostly the inner debate. It's not the recognition from the people. Maybe it just goes to, to say like you know you did something great. But it is like, you know, that you did something great that feels crazy good, like a real true form of euphoria. Yeah. yeah. You've been also lucky that you've been sharing with like, OG has a lot of family with us every single time we go somewhere. Like, yeah, yeah, our yeah. parents in a way are very, very involved. And this was my mom's first TI, you know, and yeah. we created a, a WhatsApp group with your parents, Dituan's parents, Seb's parents, my parents. And there was like a bunch of parents just there and during the games, they were like, okay, what well, my dad was like, always obsessed with this orange dragon, Snapfire. And it was like, what is this Snapfire doing? What is this orange dragon? And you could see Tituan's dad trying to explain my dad, what that guy used, like, is supposed to be doing. Like you have all these, like my, my dad just suddenly had an awakening. He was like, dude, I wish I had discovered this many years ago, you know? And Seb's uh, player also, Seb's dad is a chess player. He was like, I wish I had discovered this earlier. And your dad doesn't miss a game. Dude, your dad is the one that I am texting with in the middle of the night when you're playing. He's my pro Dota pro tracker. He's like, we have our own Twitch chat going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but your dad watches, watches the Dota games, watches the Valorant games, and watches the CSGO games. Like, your dad and I talk all the time about games. He's really, really involved and wants to know and asks me so what is going on with this roster you know what is going with this player and yeah like we have a lot of the parents involved it's what makes it right this is what makes makes the whole sport gaming human competition what it is it's like the hype the interest it's like people being interested so i think it's great like yeah your dad getting explained the, the video game and getting hyped and getting excited about it i think is what yeah. it's all about
for me, my parents is even though I'm not playing, I think that the TI9 roster, I, I, I lived that roster, you know, <laughs> I lived with you with that roster. So in many ways, I was part of a team, especially when Anna was there and when Mike was there, because those are the two parts that I lived full time with you guys. And yeah, like we leave that one together. And it, it felt like, like a big part of me was on the team. This one a little bit less, you know, because we've really been giving them a lot of space for them to figure out themselves. And Misha has been doing a good job. So the fact that I never met them in person, you know, yet still, maybe that's why, you know, because with Saska and you and, and Midwand, we lived and Topias, we lived together for four months last year. Yeah, and it's hard to not to not get you know closer to people, and especially I think for me it's very hard to not get like very attached and close to people. You, 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 yeah. If you commit, you know, if you commit to something together, it's like you have to open up to each other, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is part of part of the game, part of like the whole whole scheme. You, know, you want to find the right people, and you want to you want to get attached, but then you know all good things also come to an end. Usually, like usually, is what goes. Um, yeah, turns out I think only Sebastian is the only guy I've played with and never stopped playing with. Huh? And and when when I have taken a break now, he's taking a break too. So let's speak. May continue. Let's see. Let's see you think Sebastian is taking a break? <laughs> or he's taking know. a? Who knows? He said he's retired, like, so yeah, we're gonna let him. Like, if there's gonna be a TI it. like. TI 18 and we're going to show up, you know, start getting gray hairs and stuff. And yeah, that, who knows? The real old parts will come back. Okay. So to finish the podcast, we have five minutes, Johan, uh, let's figure out, give me, give me something juicy or something extremely fun that you have not shared that is either a very, uh, <laughs> interesting topic. I have a few of them, but I can't throw you out of the bus. I need you to, to jump out of the bus yourself. Or to throw someone else out of the bus. I can't throw you out. I'm trying really hard to throw nobody on the bus right now. I'm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard. Someone's going to do it. I can talk about hip-hop dancing, how I found out. <laughs> I was thinking about... about that. Dude, he but can that's... dance. He can, yeah, yeah, he can yeah, really yeah. dance. He, the dude can dance. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I think we had, the, this was Epicenter, like an Epicenter, which and I don't know how long we had been on the same team, but it, was, it had been over, like I think it had been close to two years. After you join OG, we go to an epicenter and haven't, I don't think I've been to many after parties uh, with him where we like went out and stayed out and had drinks, but, but tonight was the night and we were going to, we we're going to have some fun and we we're going to keep up with each other. Like he has a drink. I have a drink. I have a drink. He has a drink. And I'm like, you know, we've got to dance tonight. We've got to dance tonight. And I convince him. I finally convince him. I, it was two years. I haven't seen him dance and I just expect something very mediocre. And then the dude like just goes crazy with his feet. I look at them like, what what the fuck is going on here? Like you haven't you haven't given the slightest clue, you haven't said anything, like there is nothing that gave this away. And I'm gonna look like a dumbass all night if I dance next to you. So I asked him, like, what's going on here? He's like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, before Dota, I did eight years of hip-hop dancing. Yeah, it was kind of my life. I was like, What the fuck is going on? He was on? a champion, champion of Lebanon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can believe it. Like after seeing it, so yeah, it just goes to show. Like you never truly know people. Like I guess he told you me, with them, you, you know? know how obsessed I am with Dota right now. How much I put my mind into it. I used to do exactly like this for dancing. I used to have a mirror in my room where I would be practicing and dancing. He's like my life was dancing. I've only saw him dancing once this year when we went out for dinner. Suddenly they start boasting and they're just like, like doing the, the, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. I've seen it done plenty of times ever since, but I think he was shy, you know, to reveal, reveal his, uh, hidden talent. Yeah. All right. So one more minute, one more story, one more story. What else, what else do I have for people? I mean, speaking of dancing, I, I guess like uh, when we were, when we were there at the CI and we we're doing the prep for the stage because of the COVID rules, it was like one team at a time. So we're all standing in this big football field. So he's teaching me how to shuffle. Sam knows how to shuffle? Yeah, yeah, he's really good. He's really good. So huh. I just put it up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're gonna... I, this is like advanced tactics, right? So Seb can do this. So Seb, he could do all this. Yeah, yeah, I think he could do all this. No problem. Like when he starts moving his feet, like you, and you haven't seen it before, it's like, it's so crazy. These are all advanced tactics. I'm trying to find like a simple shovel. 
Okay, so without moving the feet side to side, that's what you're trying to teach me, right? Like, um, and so I'm I'm going at it. I'm I'm starting to get the hang of it, and I think we're doing it for like 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden we we look to the side and PSG LGD, they're they're copying. I think it was Innocence and and Fethian. They were like they're trying to shuffle as well because they're just observing, and I like that. I like that. There's always been like a mutual respect. Uh, I want to say between X Wings players and us and and whatever. And LGD, um, yeah, it was just we inspired, like we inspired the dance too. I guess you know <laughs> we were having a lot of fun. Like we were having so much fun because we had to wait. We had to wait like uh, forty-five minutes an hour out there. So I got some shuffling skills going that day, and and yeah, it spread. You know, that was good. It was cool. I can imagine the captain saying, "Oh, gee, shuffling, you shuffle. <laughs> this is how you win. This is how this we is win. How you you win. shuffle. They shuffle. You shuffle." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well i don't have any knowledge on how to shuffle but maybe for the next episode you know we'll do a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. a play by play on the shuffling yeah, yeah. well we're gonna end up the podcast uh it's another hour with johan and, and and jay um hope you guys enjoy this uh please leave comments and topics if you want to we have also a discord channel that we are opening and the idea is that we also want to have this this podcast with us just him and me. And then we're going to have a few other ones where we invite new guests. And then we're going to have another one that is called like Redline, I think. And what we're going to do is we're actually going to go to Discord and we're going to be talking to fans directly while doing the podcast. So we get questions for them and we can answer them with them. And we will not be doing that at least, at least for, let's say, 10 episodes because we wanted to get a hang on this and then, sorry, and learn how to do these episodes ourselves. But I think that that would be really fun, you know? We really believe in this product that is the, the show and we have been wanting to grow it into something really cool. Uh, so please stay with us, you know, uh, give us feedback. And if you guys continue to like it, we will continue to make them, you know? Well, I, I think we will get better <laughs> with time because it's still a little bit awkward for me because it's not awkward talking to you. Obviously we talk all day, but we not really talk in front of people, you know? So a lot of the private conversations now we have it in front of people, so. I think we'll get a little bit used to it. For you, how is it to record this? Oh, it's good. It's good. Uh, getting more liberal, but as, I guess, as time goes on with what I'll, what I'll say and, and pray to God that all the edits will save me from getting cancelled or from people getting we'll thrown under so. the bus mistakenly. Yeah, we hope so. Uh, uh-huh. Bismillah, you never know. But uh, yeah, no, nah, it's it's been it's been fun so far. Fun so far. It's good reminiscing. It's good, it's good thinking about yeah thinking about things in the sphere is also just not yourself i think once we also get some more guests on it's going to be a nice uh it's going to be a nice addition you know to have yeah both once we get to know each other more and and, and talk through many things and we get more people on i think it's going to be nice hopefully Seb, educational. Be the first one yeah yeah, yeah we need yeah, to bring yeah, Seb. Yeah. maybe maybe if people are very lucky we will get them to watch a game of og with us with you two trolls. Dude, this is actually the one thing that I wanted to share everybody because we watch some of the games together and I don't say anything. I just hear both of you just talking Dota with each other. It's like, oh, look at this. They're going to do this. What do you think about this? I was like, dude, I wish I could bottle this and make money out of this, you know, and show it to the rest of the world. One of the times I had Kevin with me in the house and he was just like this, mind blown about what you guys were talking. So super fun. Maybe, maybe one day. I wish I wish one day that they fixed uh, Enigma or like the old liquid, like the, when Enigma were liquid, like the replays with the map and everything. If they fix those and, and we could cast them or like mm-hmm. watch them again, they were, those games were so much fun. Those games were like definitely cast worthy, like some crazy ass games, you know, full of emotion, full of anger, full of like frustration and like. Uh, Fuck you, Ness. It was those were some real good scrims that we had, but nobody else has seen them. So the scrims, so. not the finals. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the finals the will have them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Right. I'm talking about the the TI8, like pre TI8. Uh, I would say all the games from like 2017 to 2019, almost all the scrims we've had are like. Can we go? Very... Can we get them? So the client. Yeah, I think the map is all bugged. Mm-hmm. I think it's like uh, it's not going to be a good okay. viewing experience when you download those old replays. If there was a way, okay. it would be uh, it would be fun. Okay, well, Michael, the podcast producer that is there, <laughs> this is your new uh, mission it's if you choose to accept. Besides that, be, thank you, everybody. Uh, we're going to cut it off. 
Uh, thank you, Michael. Thank you, Johan. And I see you guys soon. Have a great day.